Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema. This is the podcast that is having to eat its own words after what we said last week when we said, oh well, you know, Marvel released a movie, there's going to be nothing in cinemas for the next two weeks. And apparently, apparently... There is. Anyway, my name is Tosin. I am the host. I am based up in Bromsgrove in the middle of the country in the UK. And joining me from the Isle of Wight are Sharon Bollen. Hello. Sean Harris. Hello there. And parachuting in from London as a London correspondent, bringing us that PWC bump. It's Holly Nestling. Hello. You know, I always wonder if we mention PwC enough times on this, would it not start showing up in searches when people look for PwC online, and then people, and then your bosses are going to be like, "Holly, what have you been doing?" Well, a friend of mine from work has already told his friends about it, and they keep saying, "What's this new law thing?" New law? Yes, that's. I, so I said to start with, that's the team I work oh, in. Oh, oh, so, 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 what you're telling? So we're actually doing PwC advertising for them. Possibly, yes. <laughs> oh, guys, guys, I smell our first sponsor. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure how that would work, exactly. <laughs> oh, I smell our first ever sponsor. Don't worry, we just say PwC like we we, we, we promise to say PwC like, uh, let's say, well, we have an hour, um, it's, uh, like, every five minutes. We, we say PwC every five minutes, we get 500 quid. So, yeah, see, um, <laughs> we start turning up in the search results, though. I mean, that'll, that'll up the rank. <laughs> Right, cool. So, as I was saying at the beginning of the show, last week, Black Panther Wakanda Forever was released. And we thought, as usual, whenever a Marvel movie is released, there is nothing, usually for the week beforehand and like two weeks afterwards. And however, however, we have a very interesting week where we have a bit of a bumper week this week. This is the first week in ages where we have at least three films three new films in the cinema to talk about and is the week after a Marvel movie has been released which makes me think that movies have stopped being so scared of Marvel and based mm. on the last couple of Marvel movies I think are their rights to be. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys reckon? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Some of the smaller ones sort of go, Oi guys, the coast is clear, let's go! Mm. And so they all pile in the cinema after a Marvel film because they all the big films tend to stay away so it tends to be the smaller indie types that yeah, 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 but I mean, but even even going back to the last one, Thor: Love and Thunder, there wasn't really anything out for about two weeks after that film was released, and but with this Black Panther, kind of, I, I sent you guys a screenshot of the viewings at my local cinema, and I could count four films, four new films that released the week afterwards, going like, yeah, yeah, we're here, no biggie. Hey, sorry, I keep dropping my phone. No, no problem, Sharon. <laughs> no problem, Sharon. So, so I was, I, yeah. I just. I was thinking that, like, you know, people, they're getting less scared of Marvel. And I think that's because, Sean, as we've been lamenting, that the quality of Marvel over the last couple of films has not been... It hasn't, no. it hasn't, it hasn't been the home run that they used to be. No. No, it hasn't. Definitely not. Definitely not. All right. Okay, how about you? Holly, what's your take on it? Uh, I've completely tuned out and stopped engaging with my brain about the amount <laughs> of stuff that there is on in the cinema. Mm. No, Get it's, it no. I think it is. It's the it's the smaller things that do chance it. Yep. And I think I think this time around that they will actually have a go. But anyway, it was just a just a tiny little thing I thought about. I think Marvel's powers may be waning, mm. and we, the Marvel's powers may be waning, which is something that I always said would happen. 
because they're going the way they well, they're, well they're recreating the comics and the more comics you make the more stuff you make the more stuff that gets out there the more unwieldy it gets the, I think yeah, the I less think. the less quality control you have but anyway we shall watch this space and, see and yeah what I think I think as I say I know you guys have reviewed it but I went to see Black Adam as I say because I hadn't seen it thing and they're yeah. trying to copy Marvel aren't they I think they're a little bit behind the times what was the post credit scene and all that yeah sort of stuff, yeah yeah that's look DC DC is a D, DC is a raging bin fire quite frankly it's like oh, all, oh, all they, the, I think they're really trying to yeah all, all the stuff from DC is a raging bin so but yeah no I was just saying I think DC are trying to do the Marvel thing with the post credit scene and and they're really trying to to you know I think they're, they're but they're a bit behind didn't they they're like they're like however many years behind the, the, playing catch-up and when they finally got there now but it's a little bit too late I think. No, no. and they did it with wonder woman didn't they Certainly yes they did aquaman they have and i have to confess i actually quite enjoyed aquaman it's silly oh, okay no, if if you're going to rate the dc movies as in like in order of wonder woman i would say at the top followed by aquaman then it's a toss-up for which ones. But I think I think Man of Steel probably third. I do you know, Tozen, I was just going to say that a lot of people have issues with Man of Steel, but I actually thought that was a pretty good movie. I I, I have issues with the second half of Man of Steel. The first half yeah. of Man of Steel I think is brilliant. The second half of it I think is rubbish, mm -hmm. and it's, it's um the so yeah. Then but then after that, okay, the Suicide Squad I quite like. Yeah, the first the second, the original. Yeah, no, the second one, the second, oh, the second series. One. Yeah, the second one yeah. I quite like. The then yeah. after that, after that, it, it's it's hard to think of a mm. good <laughs> DC movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even gonna Batman. Oh, Shazam! Shazam was all right. Oh yeah, Shazam was all cool. There's going to be a second one of those, isn't there? Yeah, there's going to be a second one of those. But but the, but the thing that's the thing. Like DC just got so bitty after a while. They, first yeah. of all, they were trying to catch up with Marvel so quickly, they messed up. And then they went, oh, no, we're going to make totally separate stories. And now we're going to try and bring these separate stories back mm -hmm. and make a kind of, you know, and, and, and oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna, to, there's nobody in charge. So we're going to fire, we're going to bring James Gunn in. And what does that mean? Oh, now we have like three different Batmans and we have, like, and it's just, it's just, it's, it's just, it's meant, it's mad, it's mad. But anyway. I liked the, um, I liked the previous round of Batmans. Which ones? The Christian Bale one or the Robert yeah. Pattinson one? Yeah, the Christian Bale. I still haven't seen the Robert Pattinson yeah, one. Yeah, but but the Christian Bale ones they predated the DCEU mm -hmm. because the DCEU the bit where they started trying to catch up with Marvel was Man of Steel, yes. and yeah, and yeah, for, never mind. Anyway, anyway never they, mind. Never mind. They, they we're supposed to be reviewing films and not not yeah. going on to Tosin's Tosin's eleventeenth okay, rant about. I liked, I liked Birds of Prey as well. Birds of Prey was all right. Birds of Prey, uh, Birds of Prey was uh, was uh, was was inoffensive. But anyway, let's go on to what we have seen this week yeah. in this bumper week in the cinema where we've seen things. Sean, what have you seen in the cinema this week? Okay, well, in the cinema I've seen this week, I, I finally caught up with Black Adam, which I've wanted to see for a while. Which so that so that was quite interesting. But I know we've already done a review of that. But if I was going to do a review, I would have given that a strong three stars. Okay, um, uh, I thought. Um, the menu, which I think yes, you, yes I, I also the saw the menu. Yeah, also the menu. And I watched uh, a movie last night called Armageddon Time. Armageddon Time. And I've... yeah, and and I would have done a double bill, but I didn't see Sharon's message until I got because 
I got out of there about, I got out of the cinema about half past seven and I come straight back and I didn't, I never checked my phone. I'm stupid, really. I should check my phone and I thought, oh, I could have come straight out and gone into <coughs> done a double bill. So, but there you go. So I've seen those three and I have seen some stuff on, um, on streaming platforms, but I think you guys are probably got three anyway. All right. Okay, cool. So, okay. So yeah. we have a Magellan time and we have the menu for this week to talk about in cinemas. Yes. Sharon, going on to you. So what was it that, what was the thing that Sean missed when he could have had a double bill? I went to see Bones and All at the cinema. Ooh, Bones and All. Now, that's a film that if I had to choose yeah. which one of us would have seen it, it would have been Sean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, funnily enough, right, how about this? When I went to see Armageddon Time, they showed the trailer. For Bones and, and I, All. When I, was looking, yeah, when I was looking at the, the films, I didn't realise, I really didn't realise that one was on. I didn't realise. I didn't, I didn't know until Sharon said. I was like, oh. And then I looked at the timings and I thought, oh, blimey. So anyway, no more. Right, cool. And, <laughs> and, and, and Holly, have you made it to the cinema this week or has it all been spreadsheets and World Cups and stuff? It's been, spread, it's been spreadsheets and Amazon. Okay, spreadsheets and Amazon. Okay, so let us start our at-home stuff. So what did you see at home? I saw uh, The Devil's Hour. The de Oh, you, you finished watching the whole season of The Devil's I Hour? I've seen the, the whole season. Okay, of The Devil's Hour. Okay, cool. And um, Sharon, what have you seen at home? I've seen a film on Netflix called The Wonder. The Wonder, yes. Now, now I'm, I'm interested to hear about this one. And Lawrence Sean. You. Yes. Sean, what about you? You see anything at home? I have. I've seen a thing called Medieval with uh, Medieval. It was Medieval. Uh, is, is, that, is that a film? Yeah, film, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the, the two popes. And it's a, a bit of an odd one. So. All right, cool. But but Sean, we all know that you you are the patron saint of odd things. You, <laughs> I am. Yes, I do you, like you, you I do, do like go, the odd movies. I do you like you do go movies. hunting for the odd things. You do go hunting for the odd things. So okay, cool. Let's do that. So all right, let's us go. So in cinema, we have the menu, we have Armageddon time, and we have Bones and All, and hmm, I actually think that the biggest. Obviously, these are all smaller films, but I think that the biggest film, purely because of the presence of Timothy Chalamet this week, would be Bones and All. So, mm. Sharon, hang on, you saw that in the cinema? Yeah. That's a Netflix film. It's going to be on Netflix pretty yeah. soon. Oh, wow. Cool. Okay, cool. So, cool. Tell us about Bones and All, because Bones and All has snuck into this weird little window that we're beginning to get, where a film's in cinemas for like a week before it shows up on a streaming platform. So, <laughs> so tell us about Bones and All. Bones can, and All. Yes. I think the basic premise of it, I can't not help but, but spoil, because it's all in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, there is a, a group of people who are called Eaters. And eaters are people who devour other people. And it is something that they are born with. And it appears to be passed from mother to daughter and father to son. So the chances of you becoming an eater has increased if one of your your ancestors or your predecessors are uh, an eater as well. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, eaters are people who devour other people. They never use the word cannibal. It's never mentioned in the film. Mm. It's described you are an eater. And so it starts off with this young girl. We don't know this about her at the beginning. You see she's just an ordinary teenage girl who is slightly... Um, her life is being sort of confined by her dad. He has quite strict curfews. He's quite strict about where she goes and what she does and who she meets. And 
the first time you meet her, she's sort of at high school and she's meeting up with a friend and she's saying, oh, yeah, we're having a party at my house. And the girl I hear her called Marin is like, oh, no, my dad won't let me go, but I might be able to sneak out. And so you then see her with her dad in her little sort of trailer home and then she sneaks out and she's sort of with these her girlfriends. It's set in the time of like, I would say in the 80s. It's in the, the 80s, the look yeah. Of it. The 80s, the, look, the clothes and the music is the 80s. So there's no phones and there's no internet. And there's no, so these sort of girls nights in are like they're messing around with makeup. And basically they're messing around with like nail varnish and she turns and she bites the finger of one of the girls. In the pretext of like blowing the nail varnish on her finger, she basically just bites her. And then she runs with like blood all over her face and down her clothes and her dad says oh no not again and that's oh, the start Lord. of the film <laughs> <laughs> so they then bundle off and then one day she wakes up and her dad is just gone and he leaves her a tape and through this tape you begin to understand a little bit about her history about yeah. how she's got to the point where at the age of 18 her dad says you know i can't i can't cope with this anymore and he leaves and then it's when she's on the road that she decides she's going to see if she can find out about her past she heads onto the road and then she meets other eaters on the way. And as the scene progresses, you see um, how these eaters can be um, peculiar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if anyone who doesn't eat other humans isn't peculiar, <laughs> some are more peculiar than others. So she does meet, his name has escaped me. She meets Timothy Chalamet's character and then she also meets an older eater who is played by the amazing actor who I've got, Mark Rylance. Mark Rylance. Oh, when, when you said, like, oh, some people are going to be odd, I'm like, there's Mark Rylance in this film. Something's going to be odd. <laughs> yeah. So he's a much older man. He's the he's a man who's probably lived most of his life on his own because you find out that most eaters are solitary creatures by their nature, the fact that they have to keep moving on because they devour people. And when people go missing, other people notice. So you get the feeling that <laughs> they are... Um, are solitary by nature so when they do meet each other they there's something strange happens and so this story is about this young girl marin who's 18 who start who does have a cross-country journey and she meets sully played by mark rylance she meets tim leon by called timothy chalamet and other eaters that we encounter along the way as well okay sharon i'm not sure if it was just the way you're telling it or but i'm picking up dark comedy vibes mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure if that's the way that it's done or whether it's just the way you're, you're relating the story there is some dark humor in there because it is and there is some sort of grotesquery in there it's <laughs> mm. obviously it's about, about devouring people I, yeah um to me i found it sort of darkly humorous in the fact that but it is creepy as well I think the intention is probably to be more creepy than to be more humorous. Okay. I found there's some of it, some of it was darkly comment, the fact that, hey, these um, eaters are really creepy people. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you eat people. <laughs> All right, so what did you so, think of the film? I thought it was well done. Um, part of me thinks it's a little bit of... Um, <coughs> to use that horrible expression. So what was well, that? I quite like it. Fur coat, no knickers. Oh, yeah, gotcha. So it's uh, it looks good, it's impressive, and you get the feeling that yeah, it's really um, they want you to think that it's it's quite deep. But when you sort of take off the that premise, they eat people. There's probably not a lot there. So in terms of it being you know a nuanced film, not really. I think it wants to be, but and it's probably about identity and there's probably symbolism there about 
you know, sort of devouring as a symbolic of something else, but I couldn't quite, I didn't find it. So it, to me, is just like a teenage horror story. So I thought it was good, it's well done, but not as probably deep as they want to think it is. It is based on a book which I haven't read, so mm. maybe the, the book might shed more light on on it. And you do get to understand the, the meaning of uh, Bones and All, of why that is, why the film is called that. Um, so yeah. I would basically give it a three. I think if you, it could be a four to some people, because I think the look of it is very good. I mean, I liked the the, the colour palette. I liked the way, it was quite, just even though it's described as like a horror, it was quite discreet. <laughs> yeah, when it's... You don't, so it wasn't like The Walking Dead where you've got like an arm where they're like munching it like sweet corn. <laughs> it was, you sort of see a lot of blood and they're just sort of, you know, all a bit furtive about it. And so apart from like the scenes of them covered in blood, you don't actually see them like eating like raw liver or anything. So yeah. it's quite discreetly filmed. So I thought it was quite beautifully shot. Well, it, and it, so it, I would it, give it a it four is... for its appearance but probably three for its content. So it, it's, it is directed by Luca Guadagnino who is known for like the look he did call me by your name and he did a tv show that was he but he he is i think cinematography is like a real thing and he he's he's more of a contemplative director so yeah i would be surprised if it can ended up being like you know friday the 13th yeah. the 15th film or anything like that but the okay only so thing i did find it slightly distracting for me was as and as johnny i think you probably would get it instantly but when they went to a different state they would put the two letter abbreviation up so if they were in, I think one state was like Ohio, I think. So it had yeah. like OH. Yeah. It just had the OH. And then I was thinking, I think that's Ohio. But whenever <laughs> they did that, I had to like work out what state it was in. So to me, it was slightly distracting. So I was thinking, where's that one? And I was thought, like, there was one with that beginning with N. So I'm thinking, if it's N, I think it was NK or NB or something. It was Nebraska. like, thought, that's probably Nebraska. Nebraska. So yeah. I was thinking, what's part of... And so in my head, I was doing a, like, a mini geography lesson because it wasn't instant. It's like mm. when they put on the films like London, England, they like spell it out. And I yeah. must assume that everybody knows all the American states because I was watching thinking, I don't know what state you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I used to. I used to. It sounds like all the Midwest sort of areas. Yeah, yeah. so they're all travelling around. Yeah. This yeah. south to mid, I think. I'd quite... Yeah. Well, prob prob probably map. middle. If they had a little map that propped up and showed you where the state was and gave you its name. Oh no! Come on, come on, Holly. This is Hollywood. This is this is America. They just assume everybody knows about yeah. their stuff because their stuff is important, isn't it? And well, nobody else's stuff is. Even some some English dudes like me. I used to be able to name every state and every, you know, what their flower was, what their Mikey. Well, what the nickname that... was. I mean, I expect Tosin. If I was to say, you know, like the the first state of america what's the first state known as the first state or, or stuff like that you know the first state is any idea do you want to have a quick guess before texas. i know we're diverting no not texas <laughs> Pardon? Pennsylvania? not virginia no no oh the is it first... where the liberty bell is no no that's okay. that's that's <laughs> for that no no that's that would be pennsylvania no it's delaware delaware nope no oh. clue no, although having said that, because of because of the way Americans make films and they just assume you know all this stuff, I know a lot more about, like, say, American high schools than I should. That <laughs> someone, who, someone who's never gone to one. So, I, <laughs> all right, cool. So that is three stars to begin with for Bones and All. And I remember when I heard that title, I figured out, I was like, okay, I think I know what that means. But now let's go over to TV stuff. And Sean, you said on Netflix you saw something called Medieval. One yeah, of those words yeah, I no, can it was, never. It was it was was it was Amazon, not Amazon. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Uh, so yeah, that, maybe... that's one of those words I can never spell properly. Yeah, but... I know. I know that, that if it's I E or E I, what is it? Yeah. What is it? Um, A E is the normal spelling, I think. A E, yeah. I E E I A E. Oh, good lord. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, tell us about this film. I will figure out how to spell it later. Okay, medieval. Okay, so this is the film. Um, I've I've got to be honest. I was sort of I only I wasn't like it didn't grab me. It's got Michael Caine in, and it's it sort of takes place. There's like two popes, and basically it's a story. It's based on uh, somebody called Jan. Somebody Jan. Um, I can't remember, but they're like a, it was like a he was like a soldier, like a mercenary sort of thing, and he was oh, yeah. given a mission to look after this this girl and sort of take her place to another place. And then there's this other dude that sort of wanted it. it was very very mixed up movie, um, and I don't know. I, I, I mean I. That's why when I said to you, I'm sure you guys have got enough stuff. This was this was something that was really all over the place. There was a lot of fighting. There was um, I I didn't really understand it that much. So I mean, it's like uh, it just I don't know. It just didn't grab me at all. It was supposed to be quite violent, but it was a bit uh, for me. It wasn't really wasn't really something I I Do you, really any idea when this was made? It's 2022. So really? Was, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. it, was, it was, yeah. So it's... Um, Jan it was, Ziska. Jan Ziska, that's him, yeah. So, All right, Sean, it sounds like we can just jump straight to... Uh, <laughs> it sounds like we can just jump straight to... So how many stars would you give this? <laughs> probably two. <laughs> two or three. <coughs> okay. I didn't like it. I thought it was going to be really good. I mean, I, Michael Caine was in a film in the 60s called The Last Valley which was like the 30 years. What have you seen The Last Valley, Sharon? Yes, I saw it about three weeks ago with my mum. We sat and watched it. You're joking. You're joking. Now, I really like that. I think that's, and that is Michael Caine's favourite movie. That's just, Yeah, I can see it, yeah. That's that's Michael Caine's favourite movie. That's um, that's what he liked the the best. So, yeah, I would would give this one a three star, so. Oh, three star. Oh, man, the way you were talking about it. Sorry, two star, two star. Because oh. <laughs> right, cool. the way you were talking about it, because Sean, you you just gave me a. You know what? I I actually really can't be bothered to even talk about this film. This film. Well, that's it. Yeah, I didn't really. <laughs> this give this it, didn't is like fun. this film. It took it took enough out of my life. I don't want to take it any more out of your life. So I'm not even going to take my five minutes to review this film. Let's let's give it two. Let's give it as two stars and let's just get out of there. And yet, move on. Five point nine on IMDb. I don't believe IMDb. Who no, knows? I know it's sometimes nonsense, but that's surprisingly not as bad a rating as it sounds like it deserves. That's because the general populace is not as discerning as our Mr. Harris. That's what. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. All right. Okay. So now we go back to cinemas and we go to a film called The Menu. And this is a film that I think Sean and I have both seen. And it stars Ralph Fiennes. Which I believe is how you pronounce his name nowadays. Rafe. He says Rafe finds as this um, avant garde chef. So, I'll give you the idea he has a restaurant that's on an island. And to get to the island, or to get to his restaurant, you have to take a boat to the island. The boat only takes 12 people because every night only 12 people can dine in this restaurant. And each person who wants to dine in this restaurant has to part with about $1,200 to eat in the restaurant and so the so it starts off and you meet Nicholas Holt you need Nicholas Holt and um, Anya Taylor-Joy who play two characters she's called Margot I can't remember what he's called and they uh, Tyler yeah Tyler Tyler and Margot 
and they're, they're waiting to, waiting for this boat to come take them to this island. And he is all like, oh my god, oh my god. And you can see like he's an absolute fanboy. And he's talking about, oh, you're going to... And she's, she lights up a cigarette and, he, and he's like, oh no, 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 no. Don't smoke, don't smoke, babe. It's like, you're going to ruin your palate. This is going to be some of the most amazing food ever. And if you smoke, it's going to ruin your palate. You've got to be able to taste all the different blah, 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 blah. So you can imagine that this is the kind of restaurant you go to and they'll serve you things like, you know, foam or deconstructed burger or something like that and so it's it's very so you have the different people you see there's some sort of yeah no problem, Sean. there's some sort of venture capitalist bros i mean i'm sure she, oh, holly you know what i mean by that the kind of yeah there, there's three venture capitalist bros there's a food critic and her sycophant of an assistant who just agrees with everything she says there is an older married couple who are coming onto the who are coming to the island as well and i think oh and there is john leguizamo's in the film and he plays like a sort of a, a bit of a washed up movie star who is walking around and name dropping and saying yeah me and the chef you know me and chef uh what they got it's called chef it's called chef slowick so hang on a second sean is doing stuff with this dishwasher all right, so it's okay, Sean. I had to put you on mute. I had to put you on mute so you can unmute yourself if, if need be. So it's a uh, so it's like uh, yeah, this chef's and so he's name dropping saying, "Oh, this is Chef Slowick. Oh, I know Chef Slowick. Me and the chef, we go back all this time." And you go, so they all come along to. They'll get along to the to the um to the restaurant, and there's all the, they're all there for different reasons. You can see that some people just want to go there because they want to show that they can afford it. You can see that Nicholas Holt's character is really like this is going to be the best experience of my entire life, and and you, they meet Hong Chao, who is kind of like the maitre d, who takes them through this, and it's very it's the kind of place that can be very pretentious, very pretentious, and it gave me some vibes that reminded me a little bit of. The White Lotus, because The White Lotus, the TV show, starts in a very similar way, which is a whole bunch of rich, privileged, mostly white people on a boat going to an island for a holiday. And this is similar. What is that? Like it's a whole bunch of mostly white, privileged people getting on a boat, going to a restaurant because they're going to have this amazing event. So they get there, they they get shown around the island, they get shown, this is where we cure our meat, this is where the chef sleeps, we all sleep on this island, nobody leaves the island because we're all so dedicated to our craft of making all this food. And they get into the, um, they get to the, to the dinner and they have this whole thing where if you've ever had a tasting menu where the chef comes out and explains, this is what happens. This is what this, uh, this is what this, this is what the story of this bit is. And he explains every single course. And as the course goes along, it becomes a bit more obvious that everybody is not there by accident, that there's a reason why these people are picked. And this chef has a reason of what he's going to be doing with everybody while they are there. Yeah, shades and then, of and then there were none by the sounds of it but there, there is there is definitely something a little bit agatha christie about it and then there's something a bit more and i feel like to say anything more or anything or to dig into it will start would start we'll start going a bit weird but i but uh but i think someone asked me about this film before i went to see it and i said it's a little bit like uh from watching the trailer i was like it seems like it's doing a whole what if gordon ramsay was a little bit sinister <laughs> and, uh, some might say he already is but <laughs> a little more sinister than he is yes if it was a little bit more blatantly sinister that and so that's what i thought the film was going to be the film wasn't exactly what it was i was going to be but before i tell you why i thought sean what did you think unmute yeah again while sean is trying to find his unmute button it should be at the yeah. bottom left. Okay, cool. Is there we it? go. Is that yeah, it? that's that's it. We can hear you okay. now. No, okay, cool. 
Cool, cool, cool. Thank you. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I just, I, I had no idea what this film was about. Okay, I just thought it looked quite intriguing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought this is, I mean, I think with Ralph Fiennes is, I find him, some things he's good and some things I just really, really can't stand him. And I really, really think he's, he's he can't you know, just doesn't do it for me. Maybe it's that Voldemort thing. But <laughs> in this, in this, I thought he was excellent. I thought yeah. he was totally, totally believable. Um, I liked, I, I normally like Nicholas Holt. I wasn't so keen on him. Uh, oh, and right. Taylor Joy is, is, was always pretty good. And I'm pretty sure, John, what's his name? John Leguizamo. Leguizamo, I'm sure, was based, that character was based on Steven Seagal. In fact, <laughs> I'd put, I'd, put, I'd put money on that. Um, but there you go. So, uh, yeah, no, I thought I thought this was a terrific film. I, I really totally, totally enjoyed this movie to, to I enjoyed the pants off this movie. I thought it was um, quite original for me. For me, um, I found it quite original, quite fun. I'm pretty certain Sharon would love it. Mm -hmm. but I, okay. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think Sharon should. I, I mean, I'd go see this one again. I would go and see this one again because... I really, really liked it. I thought it was very atmospheric, uh, uh, even to the bit of uh, right. You've got you've got forty five seconds, you know. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and um, <laughs> and yeah, I really liked the idea. And and I thought it was really, really well thought how how he did the courses. I thought the courses right. This okay. course is yeah. Okay, now now this is the thing because pretty much every course of this meal is a set piece of its own right. It's set and piece, yeah. and so if something happens with every course of this meal is a set piece. <laughs> and it's just sort of like set piece after set piece after set piece. Yeah. And it's and it's funny that you say that because that was actually one of my problems with the film. Oh, oh, one wow. of my problems with the film is that I wasn't I ended up being not sure what they were going for. And I ended up being feeling like it didn't really like for instance the motivation at the end of the film I was like what was the motivation? That is a good and, point. That is a yeah, good point. Yeah, and, and I was like, what was the motivation? That doesn't had hold to... So there's cool things that happen. I, I would agree. Every every Everything is like a set piece and like the way they do it and the atmospheric thing and the story they tell before you eat the food and all that, really, really, really well done. But I, then afterwards, I, I was like, hang on, how does that link to that? How does that why well, would I you think, do that? I think that, that was something to do with the room and the the um, the um one the special thing he did for, for Anya. For, oh. uh, I think that 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 was a lot to do with it. Was that 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 what he did? Yeah. Was I thought that to me that had quite a lot of meaning for me. But. Well, then, it, well, I, and I, I think that that's uh, we're getting into way way. If we, if, if we talk any more about that, we're going way. We're we're, we're like submerged in spoiler territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we do for that, sure, for sure. Yeah, no, so, I won't go any more. But yeah, just, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I thought but, that was a bit intriguing. I don't think but, that's just spoiler, but you understand where I'm coming from. So yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. I understand, but but I was left going. Like, I wasn't sure. Is this supposed to be a a satire of society is it supposed to be a satire of the rich is it supposed to be like an upstairs downstairs fight thing and is it is it is it I, trying I, to yeah and and i, I just think it was all i think it was all of those <laughs> yeah well the well, thing is I, uh, was, okay now you say you think it was all of those i think it was meant to be all of those oh, right, okay. <laughs> you can go away i think, I think <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no I, I mean i do totally understand oh uh, there were some other great characters as well the 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 girl that you know the the 
Asian lady that was no like, Hong Chao know, who played like the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I really enjoyed. That. I thought she was no, she, great. No, I thought she was great. I thought she was great. I think there's some good. And the funny thing is, you said about not enjoying Nicholas Holt. I actually thought that of all the characters. And okay, I don't know about the performance, but I think of all the characters in the film, I thought he was the most interesting, because be, because there, there's a bit there's a bit where things start going off, and things start getting weird, <laughs> and and his reaction to it, you're kind of like, what is this dude doing? <laughs> what is this dude's story? And and so so there were. I think that there were. It's directed by Mark Mylord, or who, who I have to say, because he is more known as a TV director. He's directed quite a few episodes of Game of Thrones, directed episodes of Succession, directed episodes of like a, an old TV show called The United States of Tara with Tony Collette, and um and I actually met him. I actually met him on oh, the wow. set. I met really? him on the set of Succession because I was I had a role as a what they call a supporting artist, an extra on Succession. And I was supposed to be playing a photographer, and I had I had my breakfast, and I was eating this in the back of the on the on this set. And this person just comes up to me and goes, "Oh, you want to come over here? Okay, come 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 eat your food over here." And I was like, "Okay, cool, thank you, thank you." And I was like, "Oh, thanks." And I was like, "That was a really really nice guy." And then I went online afterwards, and I and Google, and I was just googling like people involved in the section. I was like, "What? Oh my god, he was the director!" <laughs> wow. I was like, "Oh, that that's." That was a very nice director. Yeah, so I have a soft spot for Mark Mylod. And I think that the the so the film I think is it's intriguing and there's a little bit of what was it that you said, Sharon? All all pants, no knickers. There was a bit of that for me. (laughs) Whatever that saying is, whatever the saying is. There's a bit of it for me where I feel like there was something it was reaching for. And I was quite enjoying them reaching for it, but I was not quite sure that they got there. I was I was not quite sure that they got there at the end. So for me, I would give it I would give it a three, just a, I think just about a three. It was it was, I think for a while it could have been a four, but then for me the whole thing didn't hold together, and then it came back it came down to a three. Oh, okay. For me, I really enjoyed this film. It's one I thought I I, I quite liked it. I thought it was really really quite original. Um, I, I thought some of the characters were, were like, I, I mean, I understand, I can understand what you're saying, Toes, about you, you didn't really think what it wanted to be or didn't know what it wanted to be. And each, but I think each, each course was, was, wow. Well, anyway, let's just say it, no, I, it, like, I like this. It's I, a beautiful I, film. It's yeah. a beautiful looking for, film. For me. And, and I really liked. Oh, Rafe in this. I, I really, really liked him in this. I don't know why. I just really took to him, even though, you know, perhaps he's not, no pun intended, unsavory. But, um, uh, uh, you know, an, an unsavory character. But I do think that he, he played this really well and was quite believable. So, yeah, I'm going to have to give this one a four toes. Oh, no, no, no problem. No problem. But, uh, i I mean, I, I quite like it when we don't agree. But yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I quite like it when we don't entirely agree. And I, As I, I say, like, we, we don't entirely disagree. But yeah, we know we don't entirely disagree. I mean, no. there's things. That, yeah, there's just there's just I I didn't think it held together. Mm-hmm. Like I was I was left sitting down thinking. So why did you do that? Really, was that really the only thing you needed to go and do that? I mean, it's. It, and I'm, I'm not even sure whether it's supposed to be like a satire. It might even be a satire of the entire 
lauding of Best chefs thing. and shows yeah, like yeah. Chef's I Kitchen and all yeah. the things that, that, that and saying Master why chef. yeah and why, <laughs> and why do we why do we laud these people it might it might have been the that but take off yeah yeah but it just it it didn't quite stick on any one thing but anyway um, we'll move on, uh, we'll but, move on. Uh, probably for me that's quite good because I'm generally all over the place anyway <laughs> so that's why it probably suited me oh it's quite an interesting hearing because I love a good tasting menu so so. Uh, okay, then, then Holly, I think you would like this film. Yeah, I, 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 I actually, I actually think you like this film because uh, because you did strike me as a tasting menu type of person. Going by your Facebook feed and all the numerous yeah. bottles of wine, even when they go, oh, and this wine, this was this was a wine. It, oh, yeah, a bit where, is... they talk about the, <laughs> they talk, they, they talk <laughs> yeah, about the yeah, wine, yeah, and, and the, the they talk wine, about the grapes, yeah. and they talk about the fact it's that it, it's it's not it's not even from uh, it's not from a van it's not from a vineyard it's not even from one patch of one vineyard it's from one row. <laughs> Of grapes, this and it's things like that. And I think it's funny because you have the Anya Taylor Joy character who's supposed to be almost like the audience's eyes into this because she thinks the entire thing is ridiculous. She thinks it's ridiculous, pompous, preposterous, and everybody else is like, mm, No, yes, mm, yes, it's wonderful. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I could, re- I would recommend it. I would recommend it because I think it's interesting, even though I don't think it sticks the landing. But as you can see, for some people, it totally does, like with Sean. So going back to Amazon Prime now, and we are going to talk about The Devil's Hour, which Holly, you have seen, a show that I saw 20 minutes of, stopped watching, and haven't gone back to yet since. Tell us about The Devil's Hour. The uh, Devil's Hour is a six-part series that is frequently described as a drama thriller. I'm not entirely sure that's the right description, but let's work with it. Um, the uh, the premise is that you have a, a main character, Lucy, who is played by Jessica Rain, whom I always think I recognise more than I do. I'm constantly, I think I've seen her in loads of things and then I haven't. Yeah. Um, I think she looks like somebody I know. Um, she looks like she was in Downton. Yeah. She was in <laughs> Call the Midwife. The okay, first cool. Two series. Uh, not, not that far off then. <laughs> So she is a social worker and obviously it's a, you know, stressful, difficult job and her home life is stressful and difficult. Uh, She has an eight-year-old son who shows no emotion and seems to experience no emotion and and no physical feeling, doesn't feel pain. Um, and she has a mother who has you know, clearly worsening dementia uh, and also her schizophrenia. So she has a lot to deal with in her personal and professional life. And she is not with her son's father, though it becomes apparent that that's a little bit more complicated than it might be, as you know, it's clearly a complicated family dynamic. And every night she wakes up between three and four, which is referred to as the devil's hour. And she wakes up every single night at 3.33. And this has happened her entire life. Um, she's um, finds herself, um, and it's a, it's a film that sort of happens at, you know, at two, two sort of different-ish time periods. Um, uh, Sharon, you love that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it does work. It wouldn't. It wouldn't work in a linear fashion. Probably wouldn't work in a linear fashion. Um, so she experiences, in general terms, sort of slightly. She it feels slightly dissociative at times. She, you know, she has these moments where 
things just don't seem quite right but they're not properly wrong she's at one point she's looking at a vase of flowers and thinks she's looking at a vase of paper roses and then you realize a couple of minutes later that they're you know regular roses so she has these sort of not fugue moments but moments where things don't seem quite right and she finds herself linked to a string of murders and one gets the impression uh, early on that these have been committed by um, a character called Gideon Shepherd, who's pe uh, played by Peter Capaldi um, and she finds herself in or you find her in an interview room with him and the the overall premise is the the attempt to unpick these mysterious and both connected and unconnected murders and what it all how it all links in with her her home life um her son what it all means okay it's a you know it's a good cast uh, i recognized more people than i could name um, and I have established that it, uh, that Stephen Moffat was an executive producer of it. And knowing that now, I, I get more of a feel for for that. What, what this show is, yeah. Yeah, it's and you know it, it does um you know why it's you know Peter Capaldi who is very who I have to say is very good in it. Um, I have also discovered this evening that it has been um, uh, it's renewed. Been, for a second and a third season. Um, so, so okay, without trying to give too much away, do you think that this would be, each season will be a different story or would it be a continuation of the same thing from the season one? I have a feeling it would be a bit of both and I feel like that would be a disappointment personally. All right. I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it had a a good ending to it. Now it yeah, without knowing what they could do with series two and three, what I fear they would do with it, I think would be disappointing to follow up. Mm. It's a good watch. Um I know what you mean about getting a little way in and then going no, I have to do something else now, but I'm yeah. glad I persevered, and I was able to sort of binge it in two or three sessions, which was worth doing, um, and it helps, I think, because it's quite complicated. Mm. It, it helps watching it in slightly larger than one episode chunks, because otherwise you may forget some of the previous details. You'll still forget some of the previous details, obviously. Oh, um, okay. So, so I'd, I'd, I'd give it a four. Uh, four stars, I'll, okay. I will. I would recommend others watched it, but as I said, I'm a little bit sad that they've decided to do additional series. Sometimes I think it's a good point to do something well and then walk away. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel I feel a bit like that with Bad Sisters. So remember, I reviewed Bad Sisters. Maybe yeah. I don't think it was last week, but the week before. Yeah. And I thought it was a lovely self-contained story, and then they the news came out that they've renewed it for a second season, and I'm like. How? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean, unless they do something totally left field, like 
it it the show changes genre from a murder mystery to a family drama or something like that. That maybe that could work, but I don't see how you continue it. Uh, and I feel like it's a little bit like okay, so so Holly, I finished watching Only Murders in the Building season two, and I liked it. It was fun and everything like that. But that's the kind of show that I'm going. You can't keep it going because they've renewed it for seasons three and seasons four. Oh, and I'm th- yeah, two more. Two more. Yeah, oh. there's yeah two. And 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 I'm thinking, no, it's it's, it's going to be a bit like you know, murder murder she wrote. After a while, you're going to be like, I think Jessica Fletcher might be causing these murders. <laughs> I mean, it's like, and it's going to be a bit like that. But anyway, um, so four stars for The Devil's Hour, and now we go back to cinema for a film that came out of nowhere and stars. One of the sort of like most celebrated thesps of all time. He's in a he's he's in the thumbnail of this thing on the reviews that I've seen. And he he I don't think he, I don't even think his name was on the poster. But this was Armageddon Time. So Sean, tell us about Armageddon Time. Okay, now I didn't know anything about this film. I just happened to see I was going to go and see something, and I looked at the trailer, and it mentioned about Ronald Reagan and that, and I thought, oh, this might be a political Cold War thriller. And I mm. couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> so yeah, so this. No, I, no, sorry, sure, sure. I, I just, need to, I just need to say this. I just need to say this. You remind me a hundred percent because in the days before you had internet telling you everything about everything, it reminds me of over the time. And I think I've told you this story before. When my brother went to see the film twenty eight days later, thinking it was a sequel to the Sandra Bullock rom com Twenty Eight Days. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Which is which is which is still one of my favorite cinema going stories of all time because he, he gets about twenty minutes in and he's like, he's like what? what the hell? Where's yeah, Sandra Bullock? <laughs> so yeah, sure, you need nothing about this. Go on. yeah, go on. I yeah. love it already. Yeah, I love this already. Say, for, yeah, from the trailer, they they show some bits about Reagan, you know, on the TV, and I thought, oh, it's gonna it's gonna be a Cold War thriller, and you know, it mentions Trump and stuff. I thought, well, this would be good. Anyway, so I goes in there and I'm like, oh wow, it's not what I thought. Anyway, so basically, this is a story of a. Um, a young lad, um, he's in sixth grade, he starts a school. Uh, the lad, he's, he's, he's got a, um, a Jewish family, proper Jewish family. That are, Okay, you know, they're financially stable. Anyway, he makes friends with um, uh, uh, Johnny, you know, he's an Afri- African-American lad who's been held back. And they make sort of friends. And um, obviously, it's uh, the teachers, you know, they don't really, they're, they're not particularly nice to... Um, Johnny, Johnny's the, the African American. Anyway, cut a long story short, they uh, they get caught. Johnny brings in a, a, a joint and they smoke a joint in the thing, and they get they got um, they get caught. And of course, uh, when when he gets home, when Paul gets home, he gets punished by his dad. gives him gives him a weapon and all that. And then they decide they're going to send him to a to a private school. So they they the one and um, uh, his granddad. The granddad is like very, very sympathetic. And he says, there's, there's a bit in it that's really, really poignant. I think you'd like this. He says, at this pro- oh, yeah, I'll, I'll finish the story first. So at the private school, anyway, the, in, during like the recess, the, Johnny comes up and he's talking through the fence to him and all that. And, and it's like, you know, the, the, the other ones in the private school, well, you're talking to him and all that. So he sort of says, oh, I've got to go. I've got to go. And I think he feels really guilty about it because he's more or less dissing his friend anyway and then um the thespian is talking to him and he says you really really need to stand up to these people he calls him mention he says you need you know you need if that you need to stand up to these people because we as we as 
Jewish, we were persecuted as well. And but mm. we're quite lucky in that we are financially stable and we can do all right. Whereas, you know, perhaps and Black it was really get. good and it was really mm. poignant that. And um, so anyway, yeah. It's, so it's a story grown up and then Johnny sort of the foster people are after him. So he goes and stays in the shed at, at this Johnny's house. Um, and then they they do something wrong and they get caught by the police and the boy's father turns up by the police. And obviously, then again, so you've got the African-American lad, you've got the Jewish lad, the father comes, talks to the policeman, and it's like, uh, yeah, the the white lad says, oh, no, I'm going to stay. He said, it was all my fault. It was all I, I did this, it's all my fault and all that. And the, the Johnny says to him, no, that's all right. Just go, just go, man. Just go. You'll be all right. And really, really poignant, really, really, really interesting film. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, Sean, you spent longer talking about this than you did about Medieval. So I'm guessing yeah. you liked it. I did like this. I did like this. This was one of those real hidden gems, which I, I, I've been lucky enough to catch. And yeah, I mean, the acting is first class. The acting is first class. I think I think our boy was just going through the motions. I don't think it, you know, he was... Oh, oh, by oh, the way, we're, we're, not, we're not trying to be coy or anything like that. You can say who it is. Yeah, oh, Anthony. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, Sir, Anthony. Sir, Sir Anthony Hopkins Sir is Anthony the test Hopkins, we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's just natural. He, he takes place. But he's like, because there's this, this theme running through the thing, like his, his family don't want him to be an artist. And he's saying, if you want to be an artist, you can well be an artist. You know what I mean? If you want it, because he, he likes his drawing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, it's the story of growing up. It's a... A Jewish family, and I, th- I, yeah, I think it's really good, really, really convincing. And I should imagine that's you know, like when they eat, so they've got the, the grandparents there, both sides, maternal and paternal grandparents, that yeah. they're all in the house together, you know, and they're all talking stuff. And oh, I don't want, and yeah, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's really, I really, really enjoyed this. It's quite long, it's a long film, but I think. Because I didn't know what to expect, it was, you know, it was, it kept me interested. Although there was only other two other people in the cinema. And when we come out, he goes, the chap says, well, that wasn't very good, was it? And I said, well, I thought it was rather good, Miss Alf. You know, there was, so, um, but yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I think it's a good film. I think it's terrific. It's, uh, it, I, don't know the, I don't know who played the father. Um, you know, uh, this is the thing. I, I miss the days where I could just go to the cinema yeah. and watch something. And I, was like, oh, I don't know what this is about. I'll, I just, think, I'll, just, I'll just have a I go. Think I, you, I think you may like this one, Toes. I think you may like this one. I could be wrong because it is quite long, but I just think it's really, it's quite, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's quite an interesting because it takes place in 1980. So it's, it's yeah. on the actual when Reagan's getting elected. So oh. obviously... The dad, oh, seen it. It always sounds as if we we plan these things, which we totally do not. Right, but the okay. dad is bla- the dad is played by Jeremy Strong, who okay. sh- who stars in Succession, oh, directed wow. by Mac Myland. Okay, okay, but he was great. I mean, yeah. actually, they were all great. The family was the family. You could t- imagine them being a, you know, a, a Jewish family because of the way, like the food. Eat your food. Eat your food. You know how they. Yeah. So yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, I, I, was... I enjoyed this. I'd give this one a four as well. There's okay, something cool. interesting about going to see something you don't know anything about. I went to an exhibition at the Royal Academy the other week uh, of William Kentridge, whom I had never heard of, who's a South African artist. And it was very, very difficult, but very interesting viewing. And it was interesting going to see it, having not the faintest idea what I was walking into. I hadn't read a single thing about it. I couldn't even remember the name of the artist before we arrived there. Um, that feeling of not knowing what you're expecting is can be really quite something, or it can leave you a little bit 
harrowed as I felt after some of the truth and reconciliation stuff in there, which was very uncomfortable viewing for stop motion animations that aren't particularly real looking. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think, well, yeah, South Africa. Anyway, you're about yeah. to get me on my there's colonialism my, thing again. There's my art recommendation for the week. Go and look up William Kentridge. He's interesting. Yeah, yeah, and and then I'll, I'll go. I'll go find somebody who hasn't. I'll go find someone who hasn't heard as many of my colonialism rants as Sean has. And <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go talk their ear off. I'll be like, ah, yes, and another thing. But <laughs> but um, right uh, now we go back to Netflix for our final film of this evening, and that is Sharon. You're going to take us through the wonder. Yes, the wonder. It is set in 19th century Ireland, uh, post potato famine, it um, where there a the main character we see the eyes through is a nurse played by Florence Pugh, and she has gone in to be an observer of a wonder child. A they believe she's possibly a living saint. Uh, there's a young girl, a aged, I think she's 12 or 13 in this where um, she hasn't eaten for three or four months and yet she's still hale and hearty and yet no one has seen any food past her lips and before they declare her to be a living saint uh, the local sort of towns guild made up of like the local doctor the priest the local landlord um, dignitaries of the town um, they have called in these two observers one is the nurse Played by Florence Pugh, and the other one is a nun. So there is a like a religious, and there is a secular to mm. oversee to see whether this child really is a miraculous child. Because she says they say how how are you staying alive? And she said I am being fed manna from heaven. That is how I am alive. But no food passes her lips, and so the the nurse and the the nun are set to watch her 24 hours a day, and they basically check her to make sure she's not hiding any food. They check her room, her bed the clothes, the whole everywhere around her, they check her um, to make sure that she is not sneaking any food mm. and to see whether this child really is a, a wonder child, whether she is a saint, that she is someone who's been sent by God after the famine to say that, you know, we've had, you know, I'm giving you this miracle, this miracle child. And half of the people believe her. And so the doctor is saying, you know, played by Toby Jones and Kieran Hines plays, I don't know if he plays the local priest or the local judge, but he's he's there as well. And he the, the doctor's saying, you know, wow, maybe this is a, a new she's getting energy from the of of stuff from the air. Maybe she's mm. like and she's transmuting this sort of things so that she's sustaining herself. And the nurse is saying that, like, You're a doctor. <laughs> You're interested in science. <laughs> you want to know the science, not what and so in some ways he's more credulous than the priest is and the priest is like something's going on here so they are basically trying to find out what is going on with this girl and as the story progresses you do see this girl getting weaker and weaker and weaker you have a question Tozin no no no, it wasn't a question it was a comment I was just going to say that I don't think that there could be a better match of as far as we're concerned reviewer to film because because when I actually heard the plot from this film uh, this was before the film was released I was like Hasn't Sharon already reviewed this? I'm pretty sure I could hear, uh, I could so hear you talking about this film in your voice that I thought you had already reviewed it on a previous show. (laughs) 
No, probably not. <laughs> uh, but so, and then we meet another Tom Burke appears. He's a journalist from London. He's Irish by birth, and and he left Ireland after the famine to to work in London as a journalist. So he's come back to basically report on this story as well. So, and him and Florence Pugh sort of make a connection, and then they try to find out what's happened with this girl. And so as the story progresses, um, elements of the past, the more a lot of the characters, a lot of the secrets they've been concealing, become revealed, mm. and you understand some of the the causes and effects of the famine, as well as the the what what this girl, what this child means to the community, having this miracle amongst them in Ireland at this time. And so yeah, it's, it unfolds and sort of secret secrets are revealed, and you do find out. You know a little bit more about all of the characters as it progresses and uh, so it was an interesting film i quite liked it it's quite bleak in its places because um you can get two different types of island on film you can get the whole the dd diddly leprechaun skipping about wild mountain time michael flatley <laughs> gerard butler and <laughs> all that sort of stuff and then you also get this slightly bleak where um, heaven and earth meets, you get the feeling that you know that you scratch the surface and there's sort of something is um, supernatural almost like under there. Where yeah. It's sort of like this, this, this. It's a thinning of between these two realms, and so this is is all heading towards that sort of more the spiritual sort of side of Ireland, where there's a thinning between these sort of two worlds. So if there was going to be a miracle child, you know, it's possible in this environment that she could be something special. That we do begin to the truth is revealed as the film goes on, and. Um, yeah, things that were kept hidden um, get revealed, and some things that should be kept hidden still are. <laughs> I don't want to give any spoilers. So, I, so what did you think? I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I thought it's sort of it's the sort of film I like. It's sort of thoughtful. It's there's nuances. It was written by the lady. I think I can't remember her surname. Is it Emma Donahue? You, but she wrote Room as well. Oh yeah, Room. Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh. yeah so you know that talk there's, about bleak. There's, yeah, there's, there's, there's <laughs> there are bleak elements into it as well in this story. But I liked it a lot. I thought it was well played. It was literary. It was, it was well shot. It gives. It had that yeah, that feeling of otherness about it. So I really enjoyed it. I'd give it a four. Oh, four stars. Ooh. Four stars for the wonder. And uh, I think um, once he said Florence Pugh, that was all the recommendation that Sean needed. There's one I think of it. There is a strange device at the beginning and at the end. Because at the beginning, you see a film set, um, all scaffolding and wooden floors. And and then as, you, as this camera pans round, you then pan into the stage of a... The, the train carriage which you first see Florence Pugh travelling in and then you get drawn into the actual story then at the end, the last scene it pans out and then you're back on the, this little film strip set again and hmm. it's all like back to reality hmm. so it's sort of booktailed by these two scenes of like this is not real, this is a film <laughs> um, like Ver a Shakespearean play oh very, very, very Brechtian oh. yeah. so I didn't quite know why that what that was about but it made it interesting. You suddenly sort of feel disconnected at the beginning. You're like going, "Oh, I feel, I feel like I feel uneasy." And so mm. that uneasiness, maybe they want to create that sort of uneasiness, thinking, "Okay, this is not familiar territory. Um, the way you're doing this," and then you get get drawn into the film. Um, but 
it's only at the, it's only at the end that you remember, you remember it again because then you get drawn into the film you watch the film yeah. and then suddenly it's like hey we're back out into the real world again <laughs> ha 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 and so it sort of creates that sense of slightly uneasiness but apart from that which I didn't really get why yeah. maybe it was just to create that sort of slight sense of disconnection that yeah. you're entering into a different world here as she was, she was entering into a different world mm. when she travelled from her home in England to Ireland I don't know um, you can probably read more into it, but yeah, that was interesting, but and a bit sort of slightly unnerving. Uh, so, but I still didn't take away from the film, which just added a slightly edge, another edge of, oh, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I think oh, it. I think that has to do with the director. The director did this because he he's a bit more out there. But anyway, I'm going to have to, because I I can feel myself confusing him with another director already. Mm. So I'm going to stop talking. (laughs) And I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, um, so who do we think has won this week after we have four stars for the wonder? I think it's going to be really tight. Yeah. I I think this is going to be a tight one, this one. This is, this is probably, this is probably our toughest. Your medieval was a two. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a draw. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm perhaps, perhaps with Holly a little bit on this. I mean, we got, I mean, I suppose we've got our average R stars for, for, for the menu. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Oh yeah, because we've got two, two votes. Yeah, yeah, that two might, votes. So that so might that, upset, offset. Yeah, that the... might offset. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, may I just say, I, 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 I might just say, I have missed having three films in the cinema. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we haven't had three films to talk about in the cinema for ages. And whenever we have three films to talk about in the cinema, it makes the question of who has won this week, where money has been better spent, Netflix or cinema this week, a lot more difficult to solve. Yeah. To, to say, as opposed to, well, we've had two things to talk about this week, and therefore, oh yeah, they won. So, okay, so Sharon, you're saying cinema. Sean, wait. Cinema might have just picked it by like um, half um, a point or something. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with Holly and say it's it's an even Steven. So Holly and John say draw. Sharon says cinema, and the winner is Sharon. Well, well done, Sharon. <laughs> Sharon is right. So, but but you were right. It was extremely close. It's probably one of the closest things we've ever had. If we, if we take an average of everything, cinema had three point five stars this week. And and Netflix and Friends had an average of three point three three stars. Wow! Yeah, wow. so so all in all round, apart from medieval, a good week. A good week, yeah. <laughs> Out of interest, I mean, I know Tozin. I'm pretty sure you you you'll know who that is and on what film set that is. But oh um, yeah, yeah, will yeah. The girls, will the girls know this one? What behind you? Yeah, behind. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Holly. Any yeah, idea? Pele. Oh. Yeah, oh, recognize. Not sure. Will oh, well, okay. Sharon? Uh, yeah, gone in, Sharon. So, Pele so for those of to victory. Oh yeah. So, so <laughs> those of you who are listening, for those of you who are listening, Sean always shows up with a picture, sometimes multiple, in his background in the, on our Zoom call, and it's like a, it has to do with films, has to do with, and always tries to link it with something that's going on right now. So we have a picture of Pele, the big, the great Brazilian footballer mm. Pele. Oh, I man. do not know what could be going on in the world right now that could possibly be linked to Pele. <laughs> so, <laughs> They're they're playing tonight, aren't they? Brazil. Brazil. Oh, are they kicking off tonight? Yeah, they're kicking off tonight. Oh, so they're all probably, right. Probably, probably. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, uh, he was great. He was. He was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. Sorry, I know. I know a lot of people probably don't like football, but. I mean. Yeah. Anyway. It's yeah, current. but but things at this time of year you can't you can't escape it. I mean, even Holly's been dragged in by running the sweepstakes in the office. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who did you get? Who did you get, Holly? I have. I've got two. I have Denmark and Saudi. 
Okay, for anybody who doesn't understand football as we're following the World Cup, you do not understand what that ooh was about. But it's about Saudi Arabia who have done something big. Look it up. I, I, not expected. I've yeah, got Spain. I, 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 I'll be surprised. Oh, oh, good lord, you did well. Yeah, Spain. Spain's like favorite or well, near favorites, I think. Apart from well, France, France, Brazil, Spain. I think Brazil, aren't it? Brazil, France, Spain. I think we're about sixth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I still I'll say... want England to win. I'd, I'll sacrifice my winnings if England won. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, I'd, I'm just kind of like, Nigeria's not there, I don't care. So, <laughs> <laughs> so who, who would you be rooting for then, Toast? Who would you be rooting for? Any African team. Even though I'm Ghana even though Ghana. Ghana beat us, I mean, uh, they just said that Ghana were... <laughs> Ghana yeah. beat Nigeria to make it to the World Cup, oh. and and um, Ghana actually they were the first African uh, nation to score today when they played against yeah, Portugal. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't think they won that game because with a couple of minutes to go, it was three one, and I never want anything good to happen for Cristiano Ronaldo. And if an African team had beaten his beaten Portugal, ugh, it would have been sweet. But anyway, never mind. Anyway. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm following the African teams, hoping that thing good things happen, and we don't just become the poor brother of. Or the poor cousin of international football. Anyway, that is enough for today. And yes, on to next week when hopefully the, this shall continue and there shall be more films in the cinema because there were other films that I wanted to watch that I didn't. There's one called Strange World because even Disney, yeah, yeah, Disney, World. Disney have gone to the point where they started cannibalizing themselves because they own everything. So I think it's, it's probably going to get to the point where you're going to be like, oh, so what's in the cinema? Well, you can either watch that Star Wars movie or that Marvel movie or that Pixar movie or that Disney animation movie or that film that like a franchise that used to be something that belonged to Fox which are all owned by Disney yeah. <laughs> is, and so even, yeah. Do even Doctor Who now isn't it apart well, from the it, it, internationally internationally yeah, internationally yeah, Doctor Who will be shown on Disney Plus around the world and uh, but it will still be shown on the BBC in the UK mm -hmm. so it's like they just own everything and uh, uh, so you have Wakanda Forever released last week and we're like no one's going to release anything and then Disney go well we released that we're going to release another film this week so Strange World because it's animated I figure I might be the only one who watches that so that is <laughs> that's going to be the one I'm going to be trying to get next week and um, but until next week when that happens in some form or other it's a goodbye from me it's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm going to call Sean and Sharon the Wonder Twins. Because the Wonder Twins. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if for yeah. no other reason, because, you know, you just watched the, watched the Wonder this week. You see what I did there, but never mind. Anyway, thank you for listening to us. <laughs> goodbye. Okay, <laughs> see you later. Bye now.